contact details there? Uh, you can contact me on 079-167-4041. And Linswatt's Attorneys is based in 15 Thornton Road, and that's in Athlone. Okay, shukran for that. Faisal, so you say there's nothing else that we need to deal with now? I mean, if, have you yeah. made the final comment? Yes. Okay, and from my side, I just want to say that, you know, it has been a pleasure to serve the community as usual. Um, and I'm sure every single person that's on this show, you know, they are activists in their own right and they love serving the community and we thank the community for allowing us to serve. So uh, from my side, Ikhlan uh, Higgins, uh, before I say Assalamu Alaikum, I just want to say if anybody needs the contact number of the legal cafe, they can contact the cafe on 082 So from my side, I say Assalamu Alaikum Warahmatullahi Wabarakatuh. The Legal Hour with Ihsan Higgins. The Voice of the Cape, 91.3 FM Serial. Radio station, your radio station, our radio station, the voice of the Cape. In Surah Al Qamar, verse 49, Allah Most High says, Indeed, all things we created with predestination. The Prophet, peace be upon him, is reported to have said, No. What does not afflict you could never have afflicted you, and what afflicts you would never have missed you. And realize that victory is with patience, relief is with stress, and indeed with difficulty comes ease. <laughs> the path to salvation through accepting with patience what he has decreed for us. The Voice of the Cape, Shaban, 1439. The Voice of the Cape, 91.3 FM Stereo. A'udhu Billahi Minash Shaitanir Rajeem Bismillahir Rahmanir Rahim Kullu nafsin dha'iqatul Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi ta'ala wa barakatuh. Here follows an update on the janazah notices. It is the janazah of Muhammad Sadiq Latif uh, of number one Ruashof in Lavender Hill. The janazah was at one o'clock today. So for more information, you may contact Suraya on 083-241-7490. That is 083-241-7490. And that is in connection with the janazah of Muhammad Sadiq Latif. Then also the janazah of Yusuf Williams, also known as Buta Joe, the husband of the late Maimuna Williams, of number 371 Fifth Avenue in Lotus River. Janazah was today at half past three, so for more information you may contact Naima on 078-6644-117. And that is in connection with the janazah of Yusuf Williams. Then also the janazah of Sham Manan of number 25 Orion Street in Woodlands, Mitchell's Plain. Janazah was today after the waqt of Asr. So for more information, you may contact Hamida on 073-154-6874. And that is in connection with the janazah of Sham Manan. Then also the janazah of Sali Slamdin 
of Westridge, the current address though, 51 Denegir Avenue in Strandfontein. Janaza was this evening after the walk of Maghrib, so for more information you may contact Ishmael on 072-192-0872. That number again, 072-192-0872. And that is in connection with the Janaza of Sali Islamdin. We say, Inna lillahi wa inna ilayhi raji'un. بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاة والسلام على سيدنا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه أجمعين اللهم ارحم موتانا وموت المسلمين وارزقنا جميعا حسن الخاتمة يا كريم نسألك رضاك والجنة ونعوذ بك من سخطك والنار برحمتك يا أرحم الراحمين Live from Cape Town This is the voice of the Cape 91.3 FM Allahumma barik lana fi Sha'ban wa balighna Ramadan Oh Allah make the month of Sha'ban blessed for us and let us reach the month of Ramadan Voice of the Cape, 91.3 FM Stereo. The big question always is, what's for supper? Well, maybe this recipe will help you. With a little help from Wembley Meat Market, of course. Your secret ingredient, complemented with a state-of-the-art, clean and friendly environment. Take the freshest hand-picked quality meat or chicken, a healthy helping of spices and rices, a dash of homemade pickles and marinades, add some great-tasting cold meats made exclusively for you, for your starters, and it all cooks up memorable experiences at your table every day. Try us. Your family will love you for it. Wembley Meat Market, the art of meat. My Future VOC campaign would love it if you'd be part of this great initiative to make over Voice of the Cape. If you would like to assist Jazz Up VOC, head on over to www.backabuddy.co.za forward slash charity forward slash profile forward slash Voice of the Cape and make a contribution today. A percentage of proceeds will also be channeled to the VOC birth refund to make a difference in so many more aspiring students lives take a listen to what our previous bursary recipients had to say Assalamualaikum Assalamualaikum I'm Ashika Adams I received a bursary from VOC to study for a degree in environmental management I was fortunate enough to be placed with the worst of the Cape bursaries I could carry on to complete my final year of my studies and now I'm able to give back to my family and the community for all they have done for me VOC has made a difference to me as I am now able to help save our environment and our Resources. So don't delay, contribute today. Should you wish to make a contribution to the live ticket and Jumar broadcasts on VOC 91.3, then please note the following. Please ensure that your messages and contribution reaches our office no later than 12 noon before the day of the broadcast. In other words, we accept your message and contribution for Zikas before Wednesday at 12 noon. For the Jumu'ah broadcast, we accept it before Thursday at 12 noon. We look forward to providing you with the best in community radio. Live from Cape Town, this is the voice of the Cape. 91.3 FM
Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi ta'ala wa barakatuh Welcome back to the airwaves of the Voice of the Cape 91.3 FM and 95.8 in the Boland With myself Ridwan Ahmed And a huge shukran to our, our producer And that is Tasneem Adams Now before I get to what we can look forward to On the burning issue or the question on the burning issue I have to say to you that uh, Where I find myself either because there's no aircon Or because the aircon is working But this certainly feels hot in the studio As burning this evening Now land issues are being debated intensely as we know expropriation of land without compensation is the government's new agenda there are a number of interesting new developments a pending restitution amendment act at present invalidated by the constitutional court the high level panel report to parliament a new communal tenure and a land audit by agri south africa while acknowledging the huge historical inequalities in land ownership, which has been skewed along racial lines in South Africa, the general belief is that land reform programs should seek to right the wrongs of the past, and this through negotiation supported by comprehensive plans in order to support inclusive economic development and prevent racial divisions. Now, recently, the Nelson Mandela Foundation held a workshop on land reform, which saw 26 participants, including land reform and constitutional law experts, engage robustly on the issue. Now, our question on the burning issue this evening, can land reform rewrite the wrongs of the past? The question, can land reform rewrite the wrongs of the past? Now, before I introduce my guest in the studio, just a reminder to our listeners that you can participate in the program by sending us your questions or comment via the SMS line, and that is 47913, alternatively via WhatsApp. On the number 0722380712. And at some stage, we'll probably open the lines on the number 0214243530. And let me greet my guest in studio. I'm going to start with my left. And I am joined in studio by a member of the District 6 Reference Group, uh, not new to the airways of the Voice of the Cape, uh, Sister Farida Mosa. So, Farida, assalamu alaikum. Welcome, salam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Shukran. Shukran for having us. Uh, it's a pleasure, Shukran, for joining us in studio. Then we have the chairperson of the District 6 Working Committee, and that is Brother Shahid Ajam. Mr. Ajam, assalamu alaikum. Wa alaikum salam wa rahmatullah. Shukran for joining us Shukran. in studio. And then we have another guest from the District 6 Reference Group, and that is Buta Ahmad. Ahmad, assalamu alaikum. Alaikum salam. Shukran, Ridwan. I think uh, with the last minute, yesterday we were told to be at the studio, and we made ourselves available to be here tonight. Okay, well, alhamdulillah, we shukran that we're glad that you guys could make it into studio. Now, again, just a reminder to our listeners, your comment and participation is appreciated. The question we ask, can land reform rewrite the wrongs of the past? Now, the starting point would be the Constitution of the Republic of South Africa, and there's reference to Section 25 of the Constitution. Now, with reference to Section 25 of the Constitution, we're going to start with Mr. Shahid Ajam and ask the question, what does Section 25 of the Constitution say in relation to land and the interpretation thereof? Ridwan, Section 25 is uh, one of the um, cornerstones of the Constitution. Mm -hmm. It is a beautiful you know, section if it is understood and implemented holistically. Okay. To date, you know, 24 years after we became a democracy, I don't think that Section 25 particularly was properly implemented by the state. Mm -hmm. If one has a look at land reform, um, you know, nationally, then you will see that it was entirely um, based on a model. Um, if 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 you have a, if you have a look at land restitution or restitution of land, you know, for argument's sake, you will see that they based it on a model from Estonia, and it was more an administrative model than a legalistic one. But I believe in South Africa now that. Um, change has come at last in the land reformeries um, arena with uh, you know Mr. Cyril Ramaphosa you know coming on as president and his emphasis is on land reform per se not expropriation so much because expropriation was always in section 25 mm -hmm. particularly section 25 too so that's my point of entry um, in that 
Section 25 must be properly understood, and it's a mandate for government that they should implement it properly. Okay, well, that is the opening remark there by, as we said, Mr. Shahid Ajam, chairperson of the District 6 Working Committee. And then, once again, just to remind our listeners, we're asking the question on the burning issue this evening, can land reform rewrite the wrongs of the past? Let's hear from Sister Farida Mosa your opening comment on that one. Uh, shukran. Yeah, um, this goes around um, the issues of debate that was at, um, robustly discussed on the 18th of April um, at the Nelson Mandela Foundation. Uh, it was a grassroots, uh, grassroots workshop debate. And one of the key issues that stuck in my mind was that legislation is not enough. It is just a roadmap for guidance. However, to date, the application of, of that has not been properly, pro properly um, implemented. Um, it was not enough to ensure a proper transformation. The issue's always been about the land, it always has been. And we hope that this workshop that we attended is the first of many of its kind where we're going to be uh, starting meaningful engagement to find workable solutions. Now having said that, we were also um, in introduced to uh, another tool that um, I think um, we, we need to investigate that properly and use it properly is the um, at government level there is what we call the um, the public debate sessions and they hope to have a road show going around all the provinces um, we've asked for the schedule to be put in in, in place so that we can properly um, uh, prepare ourselves uh, for meaningful engagement at these uh, public debates we have the opportunity to give our input um, with regard how we would like to see legislation changed in order to fast track um, restitution in particular mm -hmm. well the question is in my mind then is this a legislative process Mr. Ajam you want to give a quick comment on this one well it is uh, a legislative process we must uh, you know we must admit that. But what has happened, Ridoan, is that, you know, many recommendations were made at public hearings by civil, uh, you know, by civil society. Many recommendations were made to Parliament, mm -hmm. but were never acted upon properly. It gets put on the shelf, particularly in Parliament. Now, one would encourage community organizations to push that envelope with regards to public hearings. I mean, if one has a look at the high-level, um, you know, panel committee on land reform, for argument's sake, last year they had roadshows across South Africa, and people came and gave positive input, and these recommendations were made to Parliament, but Parliament never acted on it. If one has a look, you know, for argument's sake, at the Restitution of Land Rights Act Amendment Bill, Mm -hmm. That is still on the shelf. It has not been passed yet. We don't know even if it's going to be passed this year. So, so the Constitution is clear, but the enabling legislation, such as, uh, you know, for argument's sake, the Restitution of Land Rights Act, has not been yet implemented. Mm -hmm. And that is where... Now, I want to add here also, Ridwan, that, that, that if one looks at land reform, and particularly Section 25, holistically then section 25 also goes hand in hand with section 26 of the constitution which is housing you can't divorce the two mm -hmm. because if one has a look you know for argument's sake at the housing crisis in south africa and even in the western cape then 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 restitution of land land reform land tenor you know goes together with housing and 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 you know i say that the only way um um that we can resolve this is that Parliament must be pushed to the limits. Okay, let's get a quick comment from Buta Ahmad on this issue. Yes, Shukran is the one. You know, if you look at the the, the, the the quotes that the people are making around the table of Section 25, and you, the question that you asked for is that reasonable legislative. If you look at the Constitution, which talks about property, and, and you go to Section 5 of, the, of 25, it says that the state must take a reasonable legislative and other measurements within the 
its available resources so to foster conditions which enable citizens to gain access to land and equitable basis. Now, like Mr. Ajam said that, you know, our constitution is there. We have to adhere at this stage to our constitution. And if, if, if anything has to be changed in the constitution, it must be done before anything can be done within the community. Now, the, the, the proposal to parliament was expropriation without compensation. And that's a, a debate that, that's still going on. It, it's, it's a proposal that hasn't been approved by parliament yet. So that must still be approved by parliament to say that is the way forward, how they're going to handle the expropriation without compensation. Okay. Uh, my question that I have to my mind before we go for an ad break is we've made certain recommendations to parliament. The question is if they have not enacted or reacted to these recommendations, where does leave that leave us then as a community? On that, we're going to go for a quick ad break and when we come back, we will continue with the program called The Burning Issue here on The Voice of the Cape. Are you The Burning Issue? Welcome back then to The Burning Issue here on the airwaves of The Voice of the Cape 91.3 FM and 95.8 in the Boland. Just a reminder to our listeners that you can participate in the program by sending us your questions or comments via the SMS line and that is 47913. Alternatively via WhatsApp on the number 0722380712. Now if you have just joined us, the question on the burning issue this evening, can land reform rewrite the wrongs of the past? Now we opened up with unpacking section 25 of the constitution and just to remind our listeners that we are joined in the studio by Mr. Shahid Ajam who is the chairperson of the District 6 Working Committee and then from the District 6 Reference Group we have Sister Farida Musa and we are now joined online by attorney Ashraf Muhammad, who is a legal expert in the area of constitutional and human rights law, as well as land rights law. Um, attorney Ashraf, assalamu alaikum. Wa alaikum salam. Shukran for having me on the show, brother Ridwan. Shukran. Just your quick uh, comment around section 25 of the constitution. What does it briefly say in relation to land and the interpretation thereof? Look, I mean, basically, in a nutshell, um, Section 25 states that property may be expropriated, um, and they use the words for a public purpose or in the public interest and uh, subject to compensation, right? Now, the amount of that compensation obviously depends on the time and manner of payment and, and so on, and must be agreed to by all those affected or decided by a court. But the, the magic words here are for public purpose or in the public interest. And what the... Um, uh, Parliament's Constitutional Review Committee has been charged with doing now is to review that uh, provision that specifically deals with uh, the wording subject to compensation and to remove that uh, from the Constitution in order to make land reform more uh, easily um, achievable and so on because we know that land reform has been very slow over the last 25 years since uh, the, the democracy uh, uh, came about in 1994. And it has led to a lot of frustration, and ultimately, um, the, the the challenge that we are facing with at the at the, at the moment. Um, so, and this is something the ANC, the, the ruling party, has never done: is to develop a land reform policy that deals with this notion of what is just and equitable compensation um, from the standpoint other than the notion of willing buyer, willing seller. Remember, that was a, a concept that was introduced by the World Bank in terms of its structural adjustment program, and it was basically thrust down the throats of uh, our, our democratic government um, because they wanted to protect the interests of the ruling class and the elites um, in 1994. And we cannot move away from that uh, historical understanding um, about how the interests of the ruling class was protected, the property rights of the ruling class was protected. So this notion of willing buyer, willing seller was a policy they were forced to adopt. Um, and ultimately it has led to um, a, a tremendous frustration with the implementation of land reform. So even though you have restitution of land rights, you have land tenure security, which deals with evictions and so forth, and you have redistribution, which is the third leg of, of the uh, land reform program, all of those programs have been hamstrung by this policy. And so... For the first time, uh, we're seeing now uh, an initiative by the ruling party, obviously by the EFF as well, um, and supported by other smaller parties, 
to review this this, uh, this provision in, in Section 25 of the Constitution and to remove this notion of subject to compensation and to open up the land reform process. Mm-hmm. So that in a nutshell is, is a challenge that we are dealing with, uh, Brother Ewan. Okay, well, shukran for that particular remark. My attention very quickly to the WhatsApp line. There's a message here from 1264. It says, Assalamu alaikum. We, the people of the Sikhs, must stand together as one because most of the Sikhs is already occupied from people not from the Sikhs, even. Okay, that sleep on the fields is not from the Bloomhof Flats, Canterbury Flats is still standing occupied with people, not from the Sikhs. Those in power don't want us to return. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala knows best. Well, once again, a very big shukran to our listeners for their participation. The question on the burning issue, I'm going to remind myself and our listeners again, can land reform rewrite the wrongs of the past? Now, I've looked at the Constitution as our starting point, particularly with section, with regards to section 25. I'm going to start with Mr. Ajam once again and ask then the following question. What do we know to date about the success and or failures with regards to land reform? Well, I'm in the hot seat tonight, Rudwan. <clears throat> well, let me start off. You know, can I use a case in particular? Uh, yeah, you just know, keep in mind that our time okay. is, is... You know, for argument's sake, uh, you know, District 6, for argument's sake, where we were, um, where 42 hectares were restored... Uh, you know, back to us in 1998, out of a total of 150 hectares. So there you will see immediately, in terms of uh, Section 25.7 of the Constitution, Mm -hmm. which says that uh, land must be returned to people, um, especially people who were discriminated against in (coughs) in terms of those racial laws. Now, when they gave us back 42 hectares, you know, for argument's sake, the question would arise then, why did we not go for the others when there were, in fact, still land left that belonged to us? So, when they implemented Section 25.7 of the Constitution, it was implemented wrongly. So now, <clears throat> can land reform be a remedy? Well, that's the question we're asking. For the wrongs of the past, of course it can. We must just... Again, I say this, if we look at Section 25 holistically and start using the Constitutional Court as a tool or instrument, which was never done in the case of, let's say, urban land reform, Mm -hmm. one must have a look and say, look, uh, rural land reform was partly a success in view of the fact that many farms were given back, etc., 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 although with many failures, of course, but... There was a bias towards urban, uh, uh, you know, urban land reform, and that hasn't been touched in the in the in the constitutional court. So um, I would think that that is the way to go. Okay, yes. let's get a quick comment from uh, Sister Farida Musa quickly on that particular same question. Yeah, we go back to um, to d- District Six. Um, we know out of the 150, we only have 42. But that was driven by the fact that when the lodgement was opened and it was closed uh, um, in 1998, there were only X amount of uh, um, people that um, registered their claims. And I think that quantum of land was, um, was actually calculated according to the number of claimants that claimed at that point in time. However, things have changed because um, the, the, the Amendment Act has come into power and has reopened the lodgement of claims. So yes, um, that is uh, a matter uh, that that have to be addressed and it has been agreed that it will be addressed. Now we're saying that expropriation with our uh, compensation may be a very necessary tool to ensure equitable redress. But there are also challenges with that in that, um, like with, that was uh, mentioned previously, there's a process that goes with um, expropriation and that process may not work in our favor in 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 that the timeline for um we know when things go to court um it's always a long drawn-out procedure um and that is something that we can also make positive contributions to when we go to our our public hearings to make uh, the recommendations for the fast track of those kind of um, processes um, the, the, the same that we find in, in District 6, where we say um, when anything happens, specifically with restitution, um, government is always open to 
to listen to fast-tracking the processes, although it must be within the, within the legal framework. Okay, well, I get to understand that particular comment. But let's hear from uh, Attorney Ashraf Mohammed just to, to take this whole issue a bit forward. What are the key debates related to the motion of expropriation without compensation? Well, I mean, look, look the, the main thing is whether or not the Constitution should be amended. That's the main debate, uh, is whether or not we need to amend or review Section 25 of the Constitution. There is, there is a school of thought that says Section 25, as it is, facilitates land reform, is not an obstacle to land reform. And then there's the countervailing view, which, which is essentially supported by uh, some political parties like the EFF and, and some, um, you know, uh, that, that essentially Section 25 is an obstacle to land reform. But, but let me also tie this question or this, my response to the first question you asked about whether or not it's able to achieve the kind of objective that, that um, was you, were, you were speaking about. Mm-hmm. And, and my, my sense is that land reform on its own is not a panacea to all the problems. It is, it is, it is a part solution. And I think the difficulty also in measuring the successes of land reform is that it is an absence of reliable national data because of poor record keeping as to precisely what land reform is, is achieving. Um, so essentially, there, there is uh, the, the, these two bifurcated views. And when people make submissions to Parliament and to the review committee, ultimately, you'll see the, the debate will sharpen along those two lines. Many lawyers, I think, will also uh, tell you that they don't, they, there's no need for um, a change in, in, in Section 25 of the Constitution, that all government needs to do is implement um, equitable policies that make it easy for people, black people in particular, to access land uh, through the redistribution program and, and so forth. Um, and that essentially it's with implementation that, that uh, there, are, there are these problems. There's nothing wrong with the law. Uh, you may actually need another, another uh, piece of legislation or another policy, but ultimately there's no need to tinker with Section 25 of the Constitution because that might lead to other unintended consequences. So the debate, I think, has become quite sharpened in a sense, but it's, it's, it's actually good because I think you can, you, can, you can then get clarity out of that kind of conflict uh, of ideas and, and, and submissions and so on. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, as, I, as I said to you, uh, Brother Ridwan, I don't believe that land reform on its own is the panacea. It's not going to answer all our problems of poverty and inequality and unemployment and so forth. In fact, there is the, the studies, because of the lack of data, doesn't really show that it actually can achieve those uh, particular uh, you know, goals that we set for ourselves in terms of addressing poverty and so on. Let me just remind myself that the views expressed on the program does not necessarily reflect the views of the Voice of the Cape, its management or the staff. Now, Mr. Ajam, you've heard the comment there by Attorney Ashraf Muhammad. Uh, do you want to venture a quick comment on what he said? Well, um, in most part, I would agree with him. Um, you know, there's very little data to, to, you know, reliable data. And then I also want to say that, uh, yes, many will argue that Section 25 doesn't, necessarily have to be amended but have to be closely looked at mm. and he did mention earlier uh, uh, you know with regards to the um, uh, the I think it was equitable you know compensation that he mentioned that mm-hmm. that yes and there we made grave mistakes uh, in the first 10 to 15 years of of land reform when we bought farms um, at uh, you know on the on the um, on the basis of willing buyer willing seller and millions and billions of rents were lost but ultimately i think you know we don't want um 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 it is clear that 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 we may not even go to expropriation without you know compensation if one has a closer look at at, at how we can correctly and legally interpret section 25 2 and see whether we could enforce that okay this is my attention very quickly to the whatsapp line there's a message here from 7771 that says what is that guy speaking about statistics of the past let's stand by the reference group because we elected them many of our relatives died now this what next another 24 years please we are old leave the politics to the politicians well once again a very big shukran to our listeners for their participation to the program uh, then there's one here that says if district well it comes from 2451 if district six claimants keep on voting for the da they will get nothing the da is the enemy that's why cape town is in such 
a miss Sali I think Sally from Hanover Park. Well, once again, a very big shukran to our listeners for their participation in the program. And I remind myself that the views expressed uh, on the program is not necessarily those of the Voice of the Cape, its management or the staff. Now, let's get to Antifarida very quickly and ask the question. You've been involved with this whole process for a while now. What, in your view, are some of the challenges or stumbling blocks uh, to land reform? Yeah, um, the the same thing that came out at this workshop in, in at the Nelson Mandela Foundation was that there's no real political will. We know that. Mm-hmm. Um, however, we have great hopes. Twenty eighteen will be a kickstart as there's a, a renewed and and re, uh, refresh uh, um, energies within the country. We've got a new president. We have a new minister. We even have a new chief director of land reform. So yes, um, the, 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 the other thing that we're hopeful for is, and that um, I think is, is, is starting to show uh, some progress and some momentum is that a couple of years back we made a proposal to minister, and I think I've mentioned this before, is that we are tired of waiting. We don't want this phase development, phase one, phase two, and phase three, and, and, and we want to go for holistic development with simultaneous construction. In other words, we want to build on all the land at the same time. People are tired of listening um, uh, to, to just talk. So that was accepted, and we are nearly at the point where we are about to finalize the budget for the construction on all the sites. Now that is a very important piece of information that will spur on the um, the next step in the process because without that not much can happen. Um, with that will also come the um, not just the, the, the simultaneous uh, uh, construction, but also the, the holistic development of, of District 6. You can't just build houses and dump people there and, not, and, and expect them to, to, to not progress. We've got to, to, to um, ensure that there is sustainability, that the socio-economic sustainability of our community. So that holistic plan in, in, um, uh, entails a host of other programs in addition to just the building of the residential houses such like uh, the businesses um, that will sustain our community and that is for our community and not for any other outside investors um, like our previous uh, business plan um, uh, was geared up for. So that is that is basically what I can say with regard to what's happening on the ground with the 66. We know it's taken 15 years to build 139 houses under um, um, the previous uh, uh, developer. Um, with the reference group, we're here for just over four and a half years and we fast-tracked by building another 108. That has come to a standstill because of the contractor is in breach of its contract in that we, in the very beginning when we negotiated the contract, we made it very, uh, um, very clear to the government that we do not want a repeat of phase one and phase two where the houses are falling apart there's latent defects that nobody's seeing to and all that we want absolute high quality and high standard for this building and that is one of the main reasons why this building has been stopped because uh, on three occasions they they threw down uh, um, uh, walls and rebuilt and threw down walls and rebuilt so that is not on um, obviously, with that comes a financial uh, implication. implication. That is why. No, for sure. Well, I, it seems Mr. Ajam wants to have his quick word around that, but do stay yes. tuned. We're going to go for a quick ad break, and when we come back, we'll the burning issue here on The Voice of the Cape. The burning issue. Welcome back, and if you have just joined us here on the airwaves of the Voice of the Cape, 91.3 FM and 95.8 in the Boland, we are chatting uh, on the burning issue, or rather asking the question, can land reform rewrite the wrongs of the past? Now, as we said, if you have just joined us, we are joined in studio by Brother Shahid Ajam, uh, Sister Farida Moussa Buta Ahmad, and then we are joined online by Attorney Ashraf Muhammad. Now, Mr. Ajam, before we took the ad break, I said you were burning to say something. Yes. Ridwan, uh, firstly, um, I must agree with Mrs. Farida Moussa here on many things with regards to the District 6 issue because that is 
off topic and not relevant here. What is relevant, however, is section 25, and more particularly, you know, if one has a look at section 72 of the Constitution, uh, 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 you know, where it clearly says that, and yeah, I want to say how, you know, we as the Working Committee came into this land reform process five years ago. Um, you cannot do restitution of land if you don't know your Constitution, and more particularly against section 25. So, if one has regard under the Bill of Rights chapter, section 7.2, where they say the state must respect, protect, promote, and fulfill the rights in the Bill of Rights. Mm -hmm. The state. In our case, for argument's sake, we are challenging the Minister of Rural Development right now on that particular section. We are challenging him in terms of section 25.7. We are challenging him on section 237 as well. That means we are going and are right now as we're speaking in the land claims court, particularly because he has failed to provide adequate restitution in District 6. Mm -hmm. So that's the topic here. Now, let's have a look and unpack section 25, maybe section by section. When we speak of property, Ridwan, and people have this misguided idea. When we speak of property, they say, okay, I must just get my property back and that's it. No! That is not what Section 25 tells you. Property does not only refer to your physical property on which you live. It can refer to your car, it can refer to your whatever valuables you have left, but more importantly, more importantly, Ridwan, it also my sense of security which I lost at the time. It's my sense of agency which I lost at the time. It is my sense of citizenship which I lost at the time. Now, all of those must be restored back. And most importantly, my dignity, my economic empowerment. Mm. So this is what land reform is all about. It, in, it encompasses so many things that... It could work, as you said earlier on, is there a remedy in the land reform program? Yes, there could be. If people look at it holistically, for argument's sake, let's use this District 6 thing. Now we say, if we are coming back to District 6, are we coming back just to an apartment? And mm. say, you know, now I'm in District 6, I'm sitting in a million dollar apartment, I got what I wanted. Where's the economy? Mm. Where's the social aspect? You know, where is the 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 the, uh, uh, the financial aspects? You know, where is the job security? Where is the education? So all of these things, if one has a look at land reform, then we say yes, let's go back to District Six, but in a wholesome way, and let's create all of these things which this beautiful constitution provides for us. Mm -hmm. That's I why like, I say I do like this issue of sovereignty housing and as you say more importantly you know dignity I want to get a quick comment from Buta Ahmad uh, but before I do let's go to my to the WhatsApp line because people are participating in the program. Uh, there's one here from 1264 it says, I think it's that one that says Aslaw alaikum I agree with Sali from Hanover Park they left the colors in in the cook system mentality. Where is Mr. Anwar Nagia? Another one says from 1454, holistic contract, then we have to wait again in a longer queue. Why not assist the people who are first in line? We are growing older. Our parents have already died. They had no benefit out of this. Furthermore, we gave, we have to reapply whilst for the, and the claimant dies another one from 6500 says please put your banking details on the advert for a lot of us don't use internet canala oh that's in regard to the uh, donations just for the backup buddy uh, inshallah um, just remind me i will do that another one says shukran auntie we the claimants need to stand together i'm very happy for that plan to build simultaneously on all the sites allocated i'm sure we're going to look after the late claimants as well who elected uh, challenging the minister who okay from Ibrahim Nordin. Well, we're focusing on the question can land land reform rewrite the wrongs of the past? Now we've got a few minutes left. I'm just checking with Auntie Abira whether I have to go for an ad break or whether I can continue. Auntie Abira says go through with it. Now let's hear from uh, attorney Ashraf Muhammad very very quickly. Uh, my question is and I had a question here what does the debate ar around expropriation without compensation mean in relation to rule? Rural land. Uh, look, I mean, most of the, I think, with the, the Shahid has been absolutely correct, and, and Sister Sarida has also been correct in, in many ways in, in identifying the urban bias of land reform. Uh, 
um, and specifically around the restitution uh, of land rights. Um, uh, we know that about 80% of the land claims were, were, were lodged in urban areas and about 20% in rural areas, but the majority of the people were to be found in rural areas. So the information is very, very important when you consider um, how the restitution uh, commission has, has, has kind of settled land claims, uh, more particularly being biased towards group claims. So if individuals came along, for example, they were pushed in the back of the queue. They prefer to go um, and settle group claims, and that, um, you know, uh, also resulted in a situation where the groups were split between some people in the group preferring to go for restoration of land, original land, alternative land, and some some people within the group going for monetary compensation. And there is this debate about whether or not um, the monetary compensation has actually also created problems because many people opted to go for the money and not for the land. Um, I know that, for example, in the Tramway Road community that I represented a few years ago, many people received the land from the city of Cape Town. But then when the development failed, they opted to sell that land to, to, to pay off their debts and then ended up with, monetary, uh, with money anyway. Uh, in Franschuk, I represented the community there. They went for both money and land. They decided to sell part of the land and develop part of it, but there it was stalled again. So there were clear difficulties post-settlement um, uh, that, that communities encountered. And I'm saying we mustn't be blind to those challenges when, when ultimately communities do receive land. But Dr. Shahid raises a very important point about the symbiotic relationship between land and housing. And he raises an important point also about the other um, support that we need to get around um, targeting uh, uh, you know, beneficiaries, identifying uh, land, ensuring that water is there, effective district-based planning, as Farida mentioned, um, all the other things that must come along with it. And so when I say that land reform on its own is not the answer because it must come with a package or mm-hmm. a basket of, of rights, mm-hmm. which Bita, Bita Shahid has already referred to in Section 7.2 of the Constitution, the land reform involves a basket of rights. It's not just one individual rights. Mm-hmm. People, must, uh, you know, people must have access to a land. They must have access to uh, sustainable housing, etc., etc. Uh, otherwise, you're giving people land and you're not giving them a means of livelihood and a means to actually uh, live there in that particular community. We've seen in Cape Town how gentrification pushes people off land. And I'm, I'm very I'm pleased to say that in, in District 6, for example, the anti-gentrification clause was introduced as part of that settlement agreement to ensure that when, when, when claimants get their, their, their flats back, that they don't just sell the, the, the flats uh, to the highest bidder um, and defeat the very purpose of land reform at the end of the day. There are all those considerations that come into the picture, but I want to support uh, the sentiments that have been expressed by the other speakers, like uh, Mr. Farida and uh, Brother mm-hmm. Shahid and Ahmed. Well, Attorney Ashraf Muhammad, as we said, the legal expert in the area of constitutional and human rights law, as well as land rights law, uh, we certainly do appreciate your participation. Time, however, is really catching up with us, but I would fail to read the following messages. Uh, the one from 1903 says the following, Ajam, you know your work. You have studied for this. You're on the right track. Another one from 1878 says the following, Assalamu alaikum. It is beautiful to see the District 6 Working Committee and the District 6 Reference Group is working as a team. Now we will see success, inshallah. Well, once again, a very big shukran to our listeners for their participation to the program this evening. Now, I'm going to wrap up the program now. Uh, Mr. Ahmad, you can go for a quick comment. Uh, there is the one, I'm not going to uh, go off the topic, what we're supposed to discuss here. If there's such a lot of acts being said tonight, and, 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 and uh, according to the Constitution, and the advocate or the attorney specific, Retia, the 25, to be subject to compensation and that must be reviewed and, and that is on the table at this moment they have to review it and, and you know there's nothing we can do we can, we can only put our voices down and say that the act doesn't allow for us to do what we want to do you cannot just go and put pegs in and say that's my piece of land I want to claim this piece of land and that is a problem we're sitting with so until the court hasn't come back with the order the, or the government hasn't reviewed or changed the constitution we're going to sit with problems for years to come you must also look at uh, section 36 limitation of the rights that's also part of mm-hmm. what we are discussing your limitation of the rights so it's not only one section we're talking about it's a few it's, it's section 7a is section 25 is section 237 is section 36 so that is all we need to sit down and say 
advocate or attorneys come and support us and see how we can structure this thing to take this thing forward. Well, shukran for that particular comment. Now, what our listeners are asking for is what is the way forward? Let's start with Sister Farida Moussa, as we said, from the District 6 Reference Group. What, in your view, is the way forward? Since we've got a minute, and then I also want to give Mr. Ajam an opportunity. I think we need to put pressure on government. Um, we must stop talking nicely to government. We have been very uh, amicable in our um, negotiations. Um, we need to put forward the outcome of this workshop of the Nancy Mandela uh, Foundation. It was, it was great recommendations there. And um, I think we also need to mobilize our communities in the correct way, in, a, in, in, in the proper informative way. Um, in order for them to understand what is needed uh, to take this thing forward. Okay, Shukran, Mr. Ajam, uh, very quickly, because uh, uh, let's, let's hear from uh, uh, Attorney Ashraf Mohammed quickly a 30 second comment, because uh, we need to wrap up the program. The way okay, forward. Shukran, uh, very, very, very quickly, Brother Ridwan. Um, we've all recognized that land policy is not achieving its objectives. I don't believe that the market is, is an effective way of transferring land, which is what the government has largely relied upon at the moment, uh, you know, for the last 25 years to achieve land reform. I think the state needs to become more proactive. And, but uh, Ahmed has actually hit the nail on the head in the sense that government needs to review um, not only Section 25 of the Constitution or that particular uh, provision related to uh, comp- uh, you know, expropriation without compensation, but to look at the entire land reform program and, and all three legs of the land reform program in its entirety to see where the obstacles are. Well, uh, because I think you're not going to find solutions only by unlocking that. Uh, right. Yeah, okay. for that. Mr. Ajam, your quick 30 seconds starts now. Yes, I agree with, uh, uh, with Ashraf there, um, 100%. Uh, I also agree with, you know, Mrs. Farida Mosa here on her last point. My point, uh, 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 you know, my parting point would be Ashraf. Out of that workshop at the Nelson Mandela Foundation came one thing and one thing only, that yes, we need to revisit the entire constitution mm. and see how we can amend it. Not amend it, sorry, but see how we can uh, implement it effectively. Uh, now, um, sorry, sorry having said that, that I want to end off by saying this, that... that, that um, Okay, now look, let's just conclude the program. Yeah. I need to, uh, because Buddha yeah. Yusuf Fisher is anxiously waiting. The, okay. Just, just um, you, <laughs> 10 seconds, Mr. Ajab, quickly. All right. All I want to say is that the people should now unite, get together, attend these public hearings, support your organizations, work with the organizations, and, 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 and watch some TV tomorrow at 6.30, SABC 2, where you'll see the Working Committee taking on the Minister of Rural Development. Right. Once publicly. again, a very big shukran there. That was Mr. Shahid Ajab, District 6 Working Committee person. A very big shukran to Sister Farida Moussa of the District 6 Reference Group uh, with the Ahmadi as well. And a very big shukran to Attorney Ashraf Mohammed for your participation uh, to the program as well. Uh, so I say to you all uh, Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi ta'ala wa barakatuh. To the listeners, do stay tuned still to the airways of the Voice of the Cape. A very shukran to our sound technical engineer Antia Abida Dixon Mohammed from myself Ridwan Ahmed. Until next time I video. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi ta'ala wa barakatuh.